it for the audio or you can even watch back Giving players all the props or put them on blast We don't give no hot cakes, only talk facts We're giving all our devotion Riding high on this wave of emotion Going all out, yeah, cause this is our time No, we no stopping us till we reach the finish line Sammy got it off the ground And to all the listeners Tuned in right now Got debates, analysis, and speculation This is sports talk for the new generation You know where to find us Got a reputation Sick podcast, your number one sports destination Giving all our devotion Riding high on this wave of emotion Going all out, yeah Cause this is our time No, ain't no stopping us
couldn't even watch back Giving players all the props Or put them on blast We don't give no hot takes Only talk back S-I-C-K Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. You're in the fall! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise! You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Marinaro, the sick podcast on this Thursday, April 6th. It is one minute past 10 p.m. Eastern time and the Montreal Canadiens win and they win big versus the Washington Capitals, a game that was played at the Bell Center by a score of six to two. Everyone welcome. And I should say welcome back because, of course, uh, we missed you last night. We really did. Uh, but we, uh, you know, there was because of the uh, power outages, of course, throughout the province of Quebec. Uh, one of which struck the Cavallaro household in Kirkland, Quebec. Uh, we decided to, uh, there was really no other way we were going to do it last night. Well, there would have been another way. Agnello and Sammy could have come to my house in Villa Sal because I had power. But you know what? Uh, we, you know, I think they waited and they waited. We waited. We wanted to see what was going on. And obviously, uh, the way the driving conditions were anyway, long story short, it, it so still many homes without electricity. And for those of you who are without, we hope that you'll get electricity soon. As for the Cavallaros, they are so dedicated to the show, folks. I want to tell you that tonight, well, earlier today, they checked into a hotel in Montreal so that actually they could produce the show at a distance and we can bring you the show, okay? I believe tonight will be an abbreviated show. It won't be the full hour because there's certain things that they cannot do out of the hotel that they would do out of head office. But we are already on the case, and we are planning towards next year that if something like this happens, that we'll be ready to go. What's going to happen? Well, I'm going to get a generator, and they're going to get a generator. We are on the case, okay? But they are fantastic people to work for. They're very dedicated. And believe me when I tell you, um, they checked into a hotel for you and the podcast. Believe me when I tell you that. All right, okay. So now, without further ado, tonight was a special night at the Bell Center, which we'll get to in just a second. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different, and 
Brought to you by La Bit Atibi. Here they are, beauty, huh? Embrace your true nature. La Bit Atibi, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit Atibi offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bit Atibi, embrace your true nature. All right, okay. Without further ado, he's a regular collaborator every Thursday night. We bring in... We have him. I believe we do. Yes, there you have it. Former NHLer, former Hab, and uh, currently, of course, with BPM Sports, where he hosts Le Monde de Georges weekdays between 11 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. George Larac, what's going on? How you doing, Tony? I'm doing very good. I know you were at the Bell Center. I had a chance. I, uh, I saw pictures. Uh, uh, you were in a loge. Talk to us about the event tonight. Shed some light on it for us, if we can, and your involvement in the event, George. Well, uh, it was awesome. It was a great event uh, put up by the Montreal Canadian. As you guys all know, it was the Pride event where all the players were wearing uh, uh, the Pride jerseys, uh, a special design that was made. All the jerseys are going to auction, and they're going for an auction to go to all the for You Can Play Foundation, that uh, the foundation that helps the community LGBTQ. And uh, during that event, uh, I was wearing a jersey tonight. And uh, for an hour, I took pictures with the fans and autograph at Bell Center. And after with Jordan Harris, we met uh, different kids that are issued from these communities. So we're talking about kids from maybe 8 to 13 years old, kids that were that homosexual. And uh, we got mm-hmm. to meet them in different lodge. Tonight, me and Jordan Harris took pictures with them. We talked with them. And uh, no, it was awesome. It was awesome to talk to these kids, watch the hockey games with them. And I thought it was a great event put up by the Canadian. And, and, yeah. and I was very happy to, to, to be there, donate my time. And uh, Good for you. And, and uh, to do as all the cause the Canadians are doing are awesome, man. Yeah. And I'm just glad that uh, I'm a great, uh, uh, you know how much I love charity work. And I think yes. it's amazing. And everything revolving children, the children is our future of tomorrow. So I think that it's a duty to do as much as we can. And and tonight I was there for them. Yeah, George, you're absolutely amazing uh, in the community. And I'm not saying that just because you're my friend. I'm saying that because it's true. Because if it wasn't, I just wouldn't have said it. You're amazing in the community. You're amazing when it comes to charity work. You're amazing in giving your time. And it's it's, it's actually out of everything that you're all about. It's the thing that I most admire in you, George. The fact that, uh, you know what? You give your time. You spread your time thin. And it's very honorable of you because I know a lot of people expect it, but hey, you know, you know, our, uh, our, um, you know, our biggest thing in life is, 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 or, you know, our, we should be giving time to our family. And sometimes it takes away from your family time when you do that. So I think it's very honorable that you do that, George. Good for you, George. The, you know, the event, of course, uh, this event of inclusiveness where the National Hockey League wants to tell the LGBTQ community, you know what, the game is uh, the game in our league is for everyone, right? The game of hockey and the National Hockey League is for everyone. You're all welcome, right? So so they've gone around the league and everyone has been able to host an event. And unfortunately, um, you know, it hasn't been always smooth for the National Hockey League because there have been some players who refuse to wear the pride team jerseys uh, you know, Labushkin is one, and Kuzmenko is the other, and Samsonov is another. Of course, three Russian players. 
And and this, for those who are not aware, it all stems to um, uh, to a law that was passed in Russia, which which forbids any kind of promotion or publicity uh, for the LGBTQ. And um, so, uh, you know, some of them have wanted to stay away. Uh, others have stayed away for religious reasons uh, and, and didn't want to wear the pride theme jerseys. Provorov is one, Reimer is another, the Stahl brothers, Eric and Mark. Uh, and here with Montreal, Marty St. Louis was asked about it yesterday, how he thought it was going to all go down. And he said, you know, guys, I can't answer that question right now. Um, there's some things we have to look into. I'll answer it tomorrow and I'll be ready for those tough questions. And you just got the sense that the way he was answering the questions, it was going to be something involving Denis Gurianov, of course, who is from Russia. And earlier today at the morning skate, Marty St. Louis told members of the media that Denis Gurianov, citing personal reasons, family related personal reasons, uh, would not be taking part in the warm up to wear these to skate around with these pride themed jerseys, but would be in the lineup. We know what's going on in Russia. Matvey Michkov's father was found dead um, in the, the last you know day or two, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, in what looks like very uh, suspect situation. Uh, Marty St. Louis said this, George, before I get your comment, I'd just like to read what Marty St. Louis had to say. Um, he said regarding Gurianov not wanting to participate. Uh, he said, um, I just, I have it here. I haven't walked a day in Gurianov's shoes. I know one thing. You should always try to protect your family. So I have a tough time judging that all right and the canadians issued a statement later on saying we were made aware that one of our players has chosen not to wear the special pride jersey ahead of tonight's game for family reasons and as such he will not participate in the warm-ups with his teammates while we understand the decision we also hope the focus of attention remains where it belongs on evolving as a society to be more accepting and welcoming of all without exception george your thoughts well, I think that everyone knows now that regarding Russian players, uh, you know, if they wear the jersey, the family get arrested and there's crazy thing that could happen to them if they go back to Russia. And they will go back to Russia to be back to their family. It's so easy for us in the outside to look at this and be like, come on, they should endorse it anyway. Uh, if you have family, the life would be at stake uh, by endorsing a, uh, endorsing a, a jersey you would think about it twice. So in the beginning with Provorov, we didn't hear about these things. For religious reason, it brought more of a debate. But now when, when guys were more honest about it and talked about the security, I totally understand it. You know, I don't know what it's like to be a Russian player. I don't know what it's like to go back to Russia and all these rules. We have no idea. But when all of them are unite to, to talk about the danger it would be, um, I understand why they, they won't go there. So regarding the Russian players, I understand. Even regarding Reimer, regarding Reimer and the Stahl brother, that's not a debate, right? Because talking about religi religious reason. The thing though, Tony, is that 
everybody has different, um, you know, religious belief. And who am I to judge someone that is religious with their belief, what they should believe in or not? What cause should they support in or not? I'm not. We are not put in a position. We're not God. We cannot say this player should do this and he shouldn't. The religious belief, it's bullshit. And then it doesn't. No, we can't. We have to respect people's decision. What people have to understand, and it's not because someone refused to wear a jersey that is not accepting um, everyone's differences, that is not accepting yeah. that a gift player plays on his team. It yeah. doesn't mean that. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's so many cause today in the society. There's tons of them. We don't have to endorse all of them, but it doesn't mean because we don't endorse all the cause that we're like, we're racist or for whatever reason, right? Do I, like, when there was uh, the, um, the, the parade for uh, the Black Lives Matter, do all the white people that stayed at home didn't join the parade, do I all think that they're racist because they of didn't join not. the parade in Montreal? Of course not. No, of course not. Come on. no. Come on. It, was, not. it was their decision to stay at home not to join this and it's okay you don't have to it's not because you don't join a movement that you're the opposite of it and the thing is i just think that next year because of what this has done to the teams what this has done to the players i think that they're going to find a way teams going to find a way to support the community but maybe in a different way so then you don't have teams that have to find ways to protect the players. You don't have players that yeah. will take a stand and then it's going to hurt them in the community because this is supposed to be positive. This is supposed to be a choice. Yeah. And again, it is important to show that we're inclusive. But And you know, Tony, I work with the NHL. I work with the NHL with a diversity com committee to make the game for everyone. Finding yes. ways to show the game is for everyone. So... That way, to do this, it has to be a choice. You cannot impose people to like support every cause that you yeah. endorse in the same way that you would. Yeah, you know, yeah. none of the players that refused to wear a jersey talked against the LGBTQ community. None of them, but they've just said that they didn't endorse it, but they yeah. accept the differences. George, I'll say this: I mean, it's a great initiative by the National Hockey League. I'm not so sure they were ready for it, right? Because they weren't prepared, maybe for a player or two not wanting to wear the jersey, and it seemed like it rattled the league, and it actually even rattled some teams. Look, uh, I like the way Marty St. Louis handled it when he said, I, "I never walked a day in his shoes," and I know that we, you know, the first thing that we should do in our lives is always try and protect our family first and foremost. I thought that was a great answer. I thought those were I thought those were a couple of great answers. I'll say this now. Um, you know, today Marty St. Louis was talked to for about just over 12 minutes. It was it was all about this, which is okay to talk about the cause, but a lot of it was on Gorianov, okay? And uh, I just thought that was kind of unfortunate. It looked like Marty St. Louis had had enough of it at 1.2. And he got up and he said, hey, guys, like, no questions on my lineup. And then he just got up and he, and he was asked, is Farrell out? And he just got up and he left and he didn't even answer it, okay? If I was the Canadians, me, Gorianov wouldn't have played tonight. And then this wouldn't have been talked about at all. Because let's face it, right, you know, he's give or take a fourth liner. 
he hasn't played very well in the last couple of games anyway. I thought Farrell's last game was better than Gurianov's last game anyway. So a player has to come out of the lineup. So for me, Gurianov wouldn't have played today. That's it. So if he's not playing, you're not talking to him. He's not in the locker room. It doesn't come up. And tomorrow or the day after when you're moving on and you're preparing for Toronto on Saturday, this event, this discussion, it's over already. So, you know, that's the way I would have handled it. Okay. And that, but it, look, they handled it the way they handled it. What do you, how about this though? Knowing that he wasn't taking part in the pregame warm up, wearing the Pride theme jersey, would you have dressed, would you have played him at that point anyway? Tony, you know, there's many teams that have split guys anyway. I know. George, I don't hear you. All right, okay. We lost George. Let's see if we can bring George to the... Uh... Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, I, I can, okay, I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah Okay. So, Tony, there's many teams that yeah. has players that didn't take the warm-up. And then even though they didn't take the warm-up, they still, they still play the game. So, yeah, no, I know, I know. So, so no, like, the thing with Guriana, like, the team is really giving him all the chance before they make a decision to release him. Uh, at least they want to see everything that is got till the end. That's we true. know that we know that it, that to be honest with you, Tony, there's three games left. He's not going anywhere. You know that. You know that they're not gonna. They know they're not gonna sign him. I, I, well, if if you would ask me to bet right now, I would bet that they will not resign. Yeah. Him, which I think. Look, it's I, the package is there. It's unfortunate he wasn't able to put it together. Sometimes some players a change of. Uh, atmosphere a change of uh of of of, of uh uh you know uh, a new coach a new teammates new line mates a new team and what it helps and sometimes they just go back to their bad habits and it just seems like this guy has little things to his game that he just cannot put together at the same time and make it stick together for a while you, you know you know tony uh Nobody understood why the Dallas Star let him go for like that enough. Last year in the playoff, he was one of the best players. And how does this guy, after halfway through the year, they quit on him? You know, there's that three weeks that he disappeared that nobody know what happened during that time. Was it rehab? Was it what kind of problem did he have? But he's never been the same. And at 25 years old, when a team lets you go, when you have this talent, because he does have the speed, the shot. He has it all. There's problems with him. And uh, Montreal tried. Again, they gave that enough that they were going to lose at the end of the season anyway for a project that they tried. didn't work. It's fine. They'll release him. They won't qualify. It's 2.9 to qualifying. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, they're you're, not going to, they're not, not even, not even 2 million. I would not give it, I would not give him anything. You know, you tried it. It didn't work. It didn't cost you anything. No big deal. Next, you move on. All right, okay. Um, hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Sylvain Baudouin, okay? When, you know, why are we not talking about hockey, all right? And there's been a couple of these comments already. Folks, you're wrong, okay? The National Hockey League, this is a very important night for them. And we would be doing a disservice if we would have started the sick podcast tonight where George Larac that was asked to go there as well, to go around from Loge to Loge, 
to speak to people from the uh, LGBTQ community. All right, and to kids, and to kids, and to kids, and to kids. And there's 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 fundraising efforts being done with this now, with the jerseys being auctioned off, going to a foundation, going to a great cause. And some of you are basically, yeah, you know what? Let's just talk about hockey. Let's not talk about that. And, and Tony, well, and Tony. Hold on a sec. When there's great causes, we talk about it. And by the way, we'll get to hockey. And we just did with Gurianov, by the way, in terms of his play, talking about it. And we're going to talk about Armia's hat trick in a minute. We'll talk about Mike Matheson picking up a, a, a bunch of assists. We'll talk about the Canadians exploding for six goals. But when there's important events, when there's important events, it's important for everyone, especially members of the media who I think have a responsibility to shed light and raise awareness. That's what we're doing. And if you don't want to hear about these great causes and these and the and this raising awareness, well then obviously we know a little bit about you. Go ahead, George. You know, and the one thing I want to add to the people that maybe not like this subject. Just know that tonight, the kids that me and Jordan Harris, we saw, they're kids between 7 and 12 years old. Kids that are homosexual. Kids that are having it rough. Tonight was their night to get to watch the hockey game for the first time to have support. As a man, being homosexual could be hard at times, yes. And especially today in the society. Imagine if you're a kid how hard it must be. Tonight, it was for them. For them tonight, they were Bell Center that I got to meet. So if it's for you listening to us right now, it's too hard. We don't care about those issues in society that are attacking your kids that are future of tomorrow. What if it was your kids? What if it was your cousin? What if your kids' friends? You don't care because your kids are heterosexual, so the rest doesn't matter? Their reaction, Tony, is exactly the reason why we have to do campaigns of sensibilization because in 2023, there's still people that have problems with homophobia. And me, why did I go there tonight? I went there to be part of the solution. It's not my event, but it was, I was invited to go to it to talk to this kid and to show support. And everyone that is listening to us tonight should all show support because if we all did, they wouldn't be need to have any parade and any of that stuff because there's too many people that are close-minded and you guys are part of the problem. All right, George, well said. Uh, I think uh, judging by uh, what the, the comments are, uh, for the most part, people agree with you. Okay, Yoel Armia, a very frustrating game by Raw uh, Yoel Armia. Very frustrating. You're going to look at me and say, Tony, what's frustrating about it? is that every 25 games or so, 26, 27, three times a season, he has these games where he looks so dominant in, 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 in kind of like the mold of a power forward that, you know, every time it happens, you say to yourself, where Tony. has this guy been all okay. season? He's okay, big, Tony, hold on. he's strong, he has the reach, he protects the puck, he's got a great wrist stop, shot. Stop, 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 go, stop. go, 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 go. Tony, did you see the caps tonight? I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about They're what terrible. our players did tonight. The caps tonight suck, 
They're terrible. It was embarrassing. You know what I was upset about when I watched the, the game, Tony? Yeah. We're passing the Coyotes. It, it's a catastrophe. You're telling me. The Canadian has to be in a dead last five spot for the draft. You're telling me. The draft May 10. It's a catastrophe that they won tonight. It's, it is the worst thing ever. We just passed the, the Coyotes that figured it out has lost nine in a row because they want the best picks possible. They're playing to lose. We beat the Caps tonight, and it's going to hurt the fact that the Canadian could almost say bye to Bedar if we finish like six last. It's it's bad. That George, George, I bad. lost my I lost my mind watching this game. The people were doing uh, uh, were doing uh, the 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 uh, Faux Energy Cardio. I don't even know if that's true or not. I'm just making it up. Everyone was smiling, dancing, whatever. The wave, this ole ole ole. The chants and stuff like that. They showed they showed um, uh, Jeff Gordon in the press box with John Sedgwick and the Canadians management. I mean, they were laughing. They were laughing. I was crying. Yeah, you know. You know, Tony, um, for, I have a message for all the people that were happy about tonight's win, okay? And I'm a former player, and, and you know, I would never want to lose. And, and every player that on the ice, uh, they want to win good. They try to win perfect. The Washington Capitals weren't there tonight. Just remember this, though. On May 10, when there's going to be, um, you know, the, the, the lottery. When they're going to do the, the lottery. Yeah, Monday, May don't, 10th. Don't cry if we get the fourth or fifth or sixth pick. Do not cry. Because you were happy about every win that the Canadian had towards the end of the season, which is hurting every chance of getting a top three picks. The Canadian needs to have a home run. You need the top four. The top four are home run lock for next year. Yeah. The way that things are going right now, it doesn't look like we're going to top four. So just remember that game against Washington that we won. That might kill a chance to, to draft in there. You know what I was thinking because tonight? watching The rebuilding of this team is crucial with the lottery. You're the telling lottery, me? You're telling the lottery me? fixing the lottery is will dictate the future of the Montreal Canadiens. You're telling me. I and know. I just passed the Coyotes. And it's not the Canadians' fault. They were at home. They won. But the the Caps? Did you guys watch that team tonight? So no, to no, talk about Armia is that trick? To talk about um, Tony. Yeah. They, both teams packed it in. Montreal is just that they lost so many games in a row in front of home. They tried a bit harder. Yeah. But all that talent in the Caps team didn't try at all. Arizona plays, uh, Arizona plays at Seattle, by the way, and the game starts in about 10 minutes. But it was a couple of days ago. I think Seattle beat Arizona by a score of 8-1, to one, or it was something really, really crazy. Um, let's take a look at the Montreal Canadiens lineup. And Yellow and Sammy and Master Control live from a hotel in downtown Montreal. I love these guys. Suzuki with Armia on his right and Raphael RV Pinard on his left. Drouin with Gallagher on his right and Gurianov on his left. Evans with Hoffman on his right and Pitlick on his left and Tierney with Yelonen and Pazetta, Matheson and Baron Edmondson, Weidman, Schooneman and Kovacevic and Samuel Montembeau was in goal. Yoel Armia picks up a hat-trick in this game. We talked about that. We should also talk about Mike Matheson with three assists. He was a plus four, 
five shots on goal, 25 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time for him. George, once again, I thought Mike Matheson was not only good tonight. George, he's playing like a number one defenseman in the National Hockey League. The guy's playing like a star, man. You know, Tony, there's one thing I'll say about Matheson, okay? Because, again, I I don't want to talk about tonight's game. Tonight's game was crap. It's tough to have an evaluation on what our guys did tonight when the Cavs just melted him. They didn't care. What I want to talk about Madison Tommy. is I want to talk about the trade with Petrie. The last game that the Penguin lost, yeah. Petrie, in that second goal, when they were down 2-0 to the Devils, he did this stupid peewee pinch that caused a 2-1-1. The Devils scored 2 Nothing game was over. All the tweets you should see there's hundreds of tweets from the Penguins fans. They were like, Petrie's terrible. Let's release him. Get rid of him. We don't want him back. The fans were screaming. Like on social media, Petrie's getting murdered in Pittsburgh. They regret the trade from Madison. They want Madison back. People are so upset. I've never seen. They even, tra- they even traded John Marino. Ron Extall's made a couple of deals that have been absolutely terrible. You know what? If the Penguins don't make the playoff. Yeah. And now every, every team won. The Islanders won. Yeah. The Penguins won. And, um, and uh, Florida. Like, uh, Florida. Florida killed Ottawa. Yeah. They all won. You want to know why they Man. destroyed them, man? Eh? Why? Because that was Keith last week talking about how, you know how weak oh, Florida yeah, is yeah. and the fact that Ottawa plays with so much. It, it looked like it looked like they had something to prove tonight. Yeah, By the way, that I was miss- a, that was a great bet tonight. Yeah, and and that's why Tony, um, you know what I want to say about Madison is he's looking at the Pittsburgh Penguin now, and we could say that if Madison would have stayed in Pittsburgh and Petrie in Montreal, yeah. the Penguin would be in the show. If I the think- Penguins don't make the playoff. I think it's going to cost Ron Extall's job. I'm going to tell you something. Jeff Petrie was was always a good player. I think he became a very good player when he joined the Montreal Canadiens. And his last yeah. year as a Hab, he was not very good. George, that last year as a Hab, when COVID was going on and 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 it had an impact on his family, yeah. like it, it just seems like since then, his it passion, was never the same. His, his yeah. passion for the game has Change. dipped. You're right. Good point. And when players, when players, they have a drop in passion, you yeah. have a drop in your effectiveness and what you bring to the table. And you're That's right. True. If Pittsburgh misses the playoffs, this is on Ron Extall. The, the trading of John Marino and the trading of Michael Matheson, you take those two guys and you put them on the Penguins' blue line, and now all of a sudden the Penguins are not only in the playoffs, but I'd rather not play them if I was another team. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. But anyway, yeah. All right. Uh, look, uh, still a couple of things I want to talk to you about before I let you go, because once again, I do know that you are an early riser. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. L- let's talk about um, Jonathan Droy's pass to Brendan Gallagher. Very Tony. nice. Very, yes, very nice. Tony. Tony. Let's talk about something else than the game. The game, honestly, I watched it. It was so bad. The Cavs. Okay. Let's was, do this, Tony. They were skating with the motion. Yeah. It was. It, it was honestly, Tony. Let, don't analyze this game, okay? Okay. There's nothing got, to analyze. Okay, I want you to analyze the fight. 
Michael Pezzetta versus Tom Wilson. What do you think? Okay. Okay. Pezzetta came in right because Wilson is bigger than him, has a bigger reach. He did a good entry sideways, hold him good, had the distance so he couldn't get connect, but he lost balance uh, at the end with someone that was bigger than him. It's not that he lost the fight. It's just that the way that he stood in a corner, like because Wilson can get to him with a punch, he just kind of squeezed so George, him, pushed George, him. If you can, for the benefit of those watching, and this is the beauty of a podcast because the video is on, okay? Can you kind of like show us in terms of what you're talking about, grabbing him yeah. from the side here? Okay, maybe, so I don't know, maybe you want to stand up. I don't know, unless you're not wearing okay. shorts. No, okay. So first of yeah. all, when you get into a fight, right? Yeah. You can't be squared up to a guy. You got to be sideways. You got to be like, sideways. Sideways, sideways like this. Present your shoulder and then your shoulders protecting your chin like this. So you hold the, like the, the guys in the chest here. George, pardon you me for a like, second. Shouldn't your hand be up to protect your face or your chin instead? Or No, 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 no. Your hand is straight. Yeah. Like this. Okay. Like if I was to hold the jersey, let's say I hold it. Yeah. And then one is straight. You're sideways. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. And then your your elbow, like yeah. like right now, not your elbow, sorry. Your shoulder. Your uh, your shoulder is protecting your chin. Okay. So you're sideways like this. Let's say I'm far Flash away. Against your chin. And yeah, I'm yeah. like this. Yes. Okay. So the guy, because the chin, if you get hit here, you get knocked out. So the shoulder is up like this. You hold him far away. Yeah. And your grip is on top of his grip. So you could lean on his arm. You could control him more. So he was holding him like this, the distance sideways. He was like that. And his head was back. So that George, way. George, your grip is 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 right here, like on no, top of no. where the elbow is, or the it's grip, next to the forearm. No, in the chest. Because if your grip is in the arm, your arm moves, the guy is gonna move. You have no control if it's in the arm. It has oh. to be in the chest here. You put your arm, you put your hand around yes. the jersey. All right, you put but, your hand over where the neck area is, the jersey. Okay. With with your arm straight. Yeah. And your shoulder protecting your chin. Yeah, yeah. And you're sideways. Yeah. When you're sideways, your head. Yeah. No harms can hit your head. Defense part like this. You hold the guys bigger. You stay like this. Yeah. Chin is protecting. Wilson knows he can't throw. He had a good grip at the start, Pezzetta, when he was like this. Wilson knew he couldn't get to him. He tried, he couldn't because his head is back like this. Mm -hmm. And he's just waiting for him to commit. Yeah, yeah. Wilson, in that in that regard is a bigger guy the heavier guy he has to be the aggressor because if it's a draw pezzetta wins so he has to attack him more but pezzetta has the perfect defense when the guy is bigger and he can't get in what he'll do he'll shake the guy up to make him lose his grip yeah. and often because he's more powerful he could make him fall and that's what happened he was close to the board and the shaking that he did, because the bigger guy in the Pezzetta, when he was like this, he shook them down. So Pezzetta didn't get hurt. He got like pushed down. And then that's it. So there's no tweaking that could be done with him. Pezzetta is probably thanking God that it ended that way. Because to tell you the truth, the last thing I wanted was those guys to start swinging. Because I mean, yes, but, he was but out of his still, weight class but, here. But doesn't matter. He showed up. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, he did. And there's a large... And he, and, he, and he pretty much did a draw. Wilson is tough. Hey, he's, one of tough, he's top five in the NHL, Wilson. Michael Pazetta, okay, uh, obviously didn't win his fight versus Ryan Reeves. There's not too many people that have beat Ryan Reeves in a fight. I don't remember seeing the last time he lost one, okay? But, he, you know, he took on Ryan Reeves. 
and he took on Tom Wilson. Uh, listen. Heart of a lion. Listen, I love this kid. I yeah. love this kid. Palo Heart of heart of a lion. I love that kid. Yeah. I love that kid. You know what? It's a lost cause, and he shows up like that. That kid is playing for next year. He's playing for his heart. He's showing everyone, I don't care that the game is done. We lost too many exams, games zero. When they're building, I'm going to show up. I got heart a question for you. You ready? Yeah. Next year, let's just say the lineup is done. They need one more player on that team. It comes down. Boom. Belzil or Pazetta? Who Pazetta, and Pazetta. why? Pezzetta. Pezzetta. Because Belzil did good this year, but because of his age, you yeah. know, he's a bit older. Uh, it was a bonus for him to play there this year. Uh, but Belzil uh, needs to play in the top, in the top three line to be effective. He's not a fourth line player. Fourth line player, energy guy that's going to be physical like Pezzetta. Pezzetta is an energy guy. He fits in well for the uh, fourth line. He could play PK. And he could fight occasionally when Jackai is going to get hurt because he needs someone else that could show up when Jackai, because Jackai will get hurt. He'll never play a full season of 82 games because the physical side that he'll play, sometimes they'll get hurt for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and it's important to have another guy that might not play every game, but that will show up and will bring a physical presence uh, when Jackai is not there. And even if Jackai is there, there's so many games that Pezzetta had the most body check in both teams. And some some big goals and big assists that he did lately to show that he could contribute offensively. So I love I love uh, Pezzetta, and to me, he, he'd be a locked in in a team. All right, okay. We may be having some issues with the feed here. I, I hope we can fix them because uh, if we do, uh, like I told you, uh, our master control is out of a hotel tonight in very exceptional circumstances. <laughs> to try and bring you the podcast. And once again, I said there's certain things that we can do, certain things that we can't do. And that's why it was going to be in a little bit of an abbreviated show tonight. We'll, uh, we'll just end it with this. And that is uh, something I wanted to bring up to you. I had it here. Okay. Just wanted to, I want to confirm something. 100th game. For Samuel Montembeau and a big win. Now, I know you Washington tonight was, but you know what? In a season that has been a season that was, Montembeau deserves a lot of credit. But, George, even though I say he deserves a lot of credit, you and I before were upset that they've won some games they shouldn't have won. And you know what? It's because of him. <laughs> it's because of him. Uh, I, I'm not if they don't get Connor Bedard, it's because of him. We lost George again. All right. Okay. Tambo because we got him back. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy for Motabo. Motabo is doing good. He's awesome. Um, you know, he's gonna be one of the two one of the two goalies next year. Um could he work himself uh into a number one goalie? Who knows? Maybe. But uh Jake Allen will not be in my tandem next year, but Montabo would be up there. And uh, I just don't know who's going to be the other goalie for the future of this team. Yeah. Jake Allen is locked in, uh, you know, so it's probably going to be him and Montabo again because who's going to want him because he was so bad this year. But again, the Canadians are in no rush to win anyway. I know some people think they could compete next year for the playoff, but not with Jake Allen and that. 
uh, <coughs> you talked about the cap. They were so bad tonight that Alexander Ovechkin looked very like uh, oh, he had man. like one shot on goal. Like it was bad. What did the Capitals do last night? I don't know. They they partied for sure. No curfew. There's no curfew for any team at this point. You know that, right? A team don't care what they do. There's no system. There's nothing. The season's over. Yeah, yeah. Well, the teams that don't make the playoffs, obviously, you're talking about yeah. this is whatever. No curfew. Exactly. So they had no curfew last night? No, no. Once you the season's over like this, you have nothing to play for. You could do whatever. It doesn't matter. Wow. Guys play for, bon- for bonuses and stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. That's why it sucks because there's no, there's no motivation, nothing. That's it. I still think the season's too long, man. I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but I just think yeah. the season's too long. I think you know you <laughs> you have less games. You you bring it down to seventy games. You cut away your three. Or yeah, four yeah, but yeah, but you know what? You know what, though, Tony? Yeah, uh, that's because the Canadians out. But look at the Panthers. Yeah. Look at the Penguin and the Islanders. Yes, it's a race. It's a race. It's, You're right. It's a dead race. And then look at the Jets and look at Calgary. Yeah, but look at that race there too. If you shave off six, eight, ten games, you don't think it'd still be a race? It'd still be a race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, for money reason, that won't happen though. All right, the Canadians in Toronto on Saturday, and then next week they have a couple of games left to finish off the season. Yeah. The last game of this uh, regular season, they're going to host the Boston Bruins. Yeah, uh, man, they can't win it. They can't. They, I hope the Coyotes surprises us and we don't pass them. That's all I could hope for. Yeah, okay, so before we break away, I'll tell you this, that the Coyotes right now are, they've a minute, two minutes into the game, and uh, it's uh, it's 0-0 a couple of minutes into the game. So we'll keep our, our eye on that. George, thanks for thanks, doing bro. this, man. You are fantastic as always. All right, okay, very, very good. There you go, George Larac, who was at the game tonight and uh, was able to make time for us and join us, which is very, very much appreciated. Uh, Agnello and Sammy. If we can, uh, I'm just going to tackle a few questions that I'll bring up myself, and then um, and then we will call it a night, and we thank everyone for watching. So if you want right now, go ahead, throw out a few questions for me, folks watching on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, and on Twitter Live, and uh, you can go ahead and do so. And uh, once again, a shout-out to, Plur- to Playground, by the way. Uh, six over 600 machines at playground over 600 machines poker tournaments at playground casino games daily promotions unmatched customer service why go anywhere else located just over the mercier bridge only minutes from downtown montreal it is playground okay so i'm going to get to some of your questions some of your comments um it's not like NHL players work nine to five anyway. They have plenty of time off. They do. It's a pretty nice life, but you do travel a lot, but it's easier if you're single. You know, when you're married, it's a little bit tough on a family. Natale Polito, Tony, what are you doing to lose the weight? Uh, well, look, I'm I'm on a program. I'm on a program that is pretty much uh, the first phase is 31 days at a time. And at one point here, as I continue to uh, shave off a few pounds, uh, if I'm probably going to bring in someone, an expert, someone who has been consulting me, someone who has been helping me lose the weight. Uh, I'm not alone in this. I basically, uh, I joined the weight loss program. 
the second that uh, I was, uh, there was a challenge between myself and Jean-Charles Lajoie to lose weight. I joined the weight loss program. And uh, so I get, in time, you'll find out. Uh, questions. Um, do you have a watch collection? If not, what's your favorite watch or dream watch? I have many watches. None of them are very expensive, to be totally honest with you. Uh, you know what? I'm, you know, would I take a Rolex? Yeah, I take a Rolex because it increases in value all the time. But you know what? I, I'm good with an Apple Watch. It does everything I need it to do, and uh, and that's so that's that's pretty good. Um, others, how do you project the top five in the draft after Bedard? Obviously. Well, the best people to ask are people that are independent scouts uh, or have their own scouting agency, somebody like Grant McCagg. But I think it's safe to say that Adam Fantilli is probably going to go number two. I think there's a good chance that Leo Carlson goes number three. And then after that, it's pretty wide open. Uh, says, Greg, are you ever going back to 690, Tony? Never say never in life, I guess, but um, I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing right now. I think I got a great life right now, a great professional life. I'm really enjoying it. Radio was my first love. Do I miss it? Yes, I probably always will. But, um, you know, I want to take what I did for in 20 years of radio and in the last 14 years of hosting my own show, I brought it to, I think, a level that is very high, all things considering a, a very difficult time slot. And I want to take this podcast. I made a promise to Sammy over two years ago that we we're going to take this podcast and it was going to be the best possible podcast it could be. I think it's good right now. Um, I'd like for it to jump to be very good. And then I'd like for it to take a jump to be great. And then I'd like for it to take a jump to be unbelievable. So I, th I think there are still three levels that we can get to. And, uh, you know, I'm confident with, uh, with a little bit of time, um, some patience, some good health, a little bit of luck, your continued support that we're going to get there. All right. Um, folks, I've had offers to go back to radio. Okay, uh, not at my previous radio station, uh, but I have a, had offers to go back to radio and host my own radio show. And um, you never know. There's a place for radio and there's still going to be a place for radio for several years. But I jumped on this podcast bandwagon. I jumped on the streaming bandwagon um this is what i think a lot of people want i want to be cater i want to be able to cater to a younger generation and the younger generation they have this in their hands like 18 hours a day they even lie down on their bed and look at it all the time and that generation they're not really listening to all that much radio so um and um, there's a very good living in the podcast world, folks. Um, there's a very good living, okay?
So, you know, uh, Tony, why did you refuse to go work for radio? Well, because I made a promise to Sammy, like I said, once again, never say never, but you know what? I have everything I need here in this podcast studio. I have a great relationship with Sammy and Agnello. We're doing something that we love. We're working at it. We're talking all the time. We get along with each other. Uh, and, um, you know what? We're, um, I'm doing it out of my own home for now. I got my fridge here. I got my bathroom here. I don't go. I have to go out. I don't have to drive. But I would like to see the public more. And so if I'm already giving you a hint of uh, what we're going to do for the podcast to go to another level, I well, I think I just already pretty much told you, right? I think I pretty much told you. Uh, all right. Okay. Others. Um, folks, I see the comments, uh, about, you know, a certain radio station. There's, um, there's, 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 there's a lot of, a lot of people that I like there. Okay. And they work hard and, and they do their best. And so, you know, uh, so let's, let's, let's leave it at that. Um, Others, Tony, if we get Pierre-Luc Dubois, would you put Kirby Doc as a third-line center or as a top-six winger? No, I, I think Kirby Doc should not be a third-line center. For me, Kirby Doc has to play in the top two lines. So he either centers a second line or he's the winger for Suzuki and Caulfield. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. Other than that, other questions? Is there a Friday and a Monday podcast? Uh, I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take that decision tomorrow, okay? I can't tell you for certain, you know, if uh, if there is or if there isn't right now. Uh, obviously, these are exceptional circumstances. Once again, I told you that Agnello and Sammy checked into a hotel. So uh, we'll, we'll let you know early tomorrow. We'll probably even let you know uh, tonight on social media. And so don't forget to follow us at the sick podcast on social media. That would be our Twitter handle at the sick podcast. And of course you're probably following us on Facebook live or on um, Twitter live. And thank you very much for that. You can also follow us on YouTube live subscribe. It's absolutely free. Tell your friends about it. Share our videos like if you love us and we love you share our videos, please like our videos, uh, message sick right now so that we feel this love coming all in at the same time, sick, 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 sick. And if you listen via audio, via Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts, at that point, uh, please leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. We love to do this. We love you back. And um, and uh, there you go. Okay. And uh, once again, uh, we're going to get together here at some point. Uh, Agnello and Sammy and I and Juliana, the Cavallaros and myself, we're planning. We have something in store where all of you are going to be able to put face to name. And I hope that all of you that are watching right now on all social media channels, I hope when we have that event in the next couple of months that you'll be there because it will be my pleasure and my honor to meet each and every one of you, shake your hands, take a picture, talk sports, and just enjoy the night. I hope you had a good night. 
I want to thank Agnello and Sammy for accommodating uh, and everything they do for this podcast. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll keep you posted. All things being equal, it's our intention, okay, to be back tomorrow. But let's see what we can make official here in the next little while. So stay tuned. Take a look at our social media channels. It's a sick podcast. They're Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro. Have a great night. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.